first episode of GPP After Hours. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so new concept and series we're rolling out, right? Talking about some of the common themes and the things that we take out of the episodes of GPP and just kind of diving in quickly with takeaways that people can implement very, very succinctly and really those powerful things that come out of GPP that, you know, get lost in some of the past episodes, right? Yeah, exactly. You have all of these episodes. I don't know what we're up to now, Big Al, but quite a few, right? And quite a, a lot of good content for what yeah. we're trying to push out and changing the way our clients think and turning up transactional industry into a relationship-based industry, et cetera. So, like, how can we provide quick takeaways um, from our perspective? Yeah, and do it over a drink, right? Yeah. Always works. It's a win-win. Yeah. So the one that, you know, as we were kind of talking about what we should should hit on from a takeaway perspective, it's it's funny that one of the episodes that we kind of always go back to in our brain was Lisa Broderson, right? And how yeah. she is like simple tactics to take a, what is a very, very transactional industry yep. and create good and, and deep relationships with her clients. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I don't know that we've had somebody on that is like in less of a transactional business than that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's in mortgage or loan. More process. of a transactional business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, uh, high volume and literally investing in a relationship over a two, three, 10 year period of time when they might have that transaction again in the future and what they're doing throughout that period of time, when in our industry, people continue to pay us every single year. Product they have to buy. They have to, and we're not doing near what they're doing to try to get that one sale in 10 years. Yeah, and it's when you hear kind of what she talked about in that episode and what she's doing, it's not rocket science, but she's created systems and processes and she does it, she implements it. Yeah. You know, it's handwritten notes, it's phone calls, it's birthday cards, it's, you know, a lot of those types of things that, you know, I think she talked about in there, keeping really good notes about your clients and then doing some unique thing based on what you find out about them. Yeah. You know, and I think that just gets so overlooked in our industry because as you mentioned, people have to buy the product and so we don't have to work as hard to keep that relationship going, but we're missing the boat there, right? I feel so. And then also you got, you know, if somebody's sitting here trying to run an agency or, you know, a, a firm and they're saying, okay, like, where do we create optimizations and efficiencies and whatnot? One of the common themes I think that we need to continue to go back to is like create efficiencies and optimize the business with like where the client doesn't exist. Yeah. Where the relationship doesn't exist. Right. So do it on the back end. Not things that touch the client or affect the client experience. Exactly. And I'll give you a perfect example. Like I, we tried to implement a service called send out cards. You can go to sendoutcards.com. They're automated birthday cards, anniversary cards, whatever you want. In theory, it's pretty legit. You upload your signature and, uh, you know, so it's like you sign the card um, and you can send gifts along with it if you want to. It's completely op- automated. It syncs up with certain CRMs and whatnot. Like, it sounds legit. Yeah. I received... The technology is m- awesome. It is. It is legit. 
you're like, man, if I could automate birthday cards, how much happier would I be? <laughs> and uh, whatnot. But I received mine for my birthday. I sent it to myself. And I opened it up. And I was embarrassed. I'm like, this isn't it. Yeah. Uh, this isn't it. And so. People can tell. Yeah. It seems insincere. You're wasting cash. It doesn't work. And then you're up against Lisa Broderson, who's doing that every single year for a mortgage transaction 10 years down the road. Yeah. You're like, what the hell are we doing? So um, we canceled it and we started going back to doing again in the like concept of don't automate things that touch the client and the relationship. Go back to heartfelt messages, custom messages and things like that. Yeah. Well, and also, I think in today's day and age where things are more automated, uh, we're used to that to a degree, but it makes things less human, less relationship-based. Yeah. That I think the relationship-based touch, the handwritten note, the handwritten birthday card stand out more. Exactly. And it's that much more impactful to people because they're, they expect to get the automated birthday card. Yep. Because you know, like they know, it's more efficient. And yeah. That's what goes through their head. They open it up and they're like, ah, I mean, he doesn't have time to write all these birthday cards. And it's totally just like low bar. They're not pissed, but. Yeah, I mean, they, they're like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. But it doesn't stick out as trash. Yeah, totally. But the handwritten note, as you were mentioning, you get an email about it. Yeah, so after we quit uh, August of last year, I've received five emails and pieces of, you know, compliments back. Just received one uh, a couple days ago, and it was, hey, thanks for the note. And I always write something sarcastic or whatnot in there because it's my personality, right? And yeah. I'm like, hope the husband gives you a Range Rover for your birthday and whatever because, you know, that's what we were talking about that in a meeting or whatnot. Yeah. And they remember that stuff. And they're compelled to fire up the email and say, hey, um, you know, we're holding off on the Range Rover this year. He's going to get it for me next <laughs> yeah. year. So anyway, um, I think if we're going to talk about one takeaway, that's it. Yeah. Right? Make it more about the relationship. Focus on it. Don't automate things that are going to compromise that. And in fact, lean into them and see what happens. Yeah. And, and the one thing I'll add to that, because you mentioned it there, is the handwritten note that that medium is awesome but if you the more you can bring in parts of the relationship and the things you've learned about that client makes it even more impactful yeah so the happy birthday handwritten you know whatever is great but when you tie in the fact that you had a conversation with them about a Range Rover and hope the husband buys it like they know that you remembered that yeah and it just drives that deeper relationship yep like again it's like these levels like automated is way up here you know, the handwritten happy birthdays here. And then you go to that next step of, I remember, and I'm investing in remembering things. Even if you just have it in a CRM that says, hey, talk about a Range Rover next time. Yeah. Uh, they don't know that. And so. Challenge yourself to figure out 18 different ways throughout the year where you're providing highly personalized relationship-based communication with the client. How can you touch them 18 times? And briefly touch on why 18 we, this is another rabbit hole we could go down for a long time. It's after hours. Yeah. Bar, bar's about to close, so yep. last call. We're running out. Um, 
Plus, we're probably over time, but this is our first episode. Give us a break. Uh, you know, there's a lot of industry just stats around, but from a client perspective, what do you need to be doing or how many times do you need to be hearing from somebody to be kept top of mind? So think about that in your own relationships. You forget about people, right? It's because you don't hear from them for however many months. You know, we're not saying write a handwritten note 18 times a year. That's not what we're saying. You got to get a, create a strategy, have it make sense, but don't automate it and lean into it, make it manageable, build it into your practice slowly. But um, I think if you can start striving for that amount of content out to them and then get their feedback and see where it goes. But Absolutely. All right. Well, we will be back soon with the next episode of the GPP After Hours. And more takeaways. See you.